When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know, in our hand, it's, again, you, you went on the road and it wasn't pretty. And there's a lot of areas that we're just not consistent in. And we had some leads and we just gave them right back. And we just have to do better. And we have, again, monumental games every time we play. So it seems like every game's worth something. And it's exciting to be involved in it. So there you go. There was Scott Roth uh, speaking about the importance of every game in the NBL. It's such a close competition. You know, even as you saw, Illawarra two and eighteen or something they are Coons, and, and and they were able to push Tasmania all the way. The head coach of the Jack Jumpers is Scott Roth, and he's been good enough to join us here on the run home. Scott, good afternoon, and thanks for your time. Yeah, no worries. Glad to be with you. Uh, talk to us about last night. It was a it was a hard fought game. There were there were sort of as you said in the in that play on, there were ebbs and flows in the game as we see with most games, but. Particularly late in the game, I was watching that game closely, and you look to be a little frustrated. Just talk us through your thoughts and emotions coming out of that game. You got the win, and that's important. You need to bank the wins, but sometimes there's more than just a, a W or an L in a game. Yeah, I think for me, really, um, you know, that game was quite dangerous, and they've been playing well for the last two or three weeks, even though they've been shorthanded, and they're going to beat somebody at some point or another, and, you know, you always have that in the back of your mind going in there, and anytime you get a road win, regardless of where you're at, you know, you, you walk away and be thankful for it, and, you know, we had a chance to probably push that game to 16, 17, 18 points, and we, we let them back in, and then I just wasn't happy the way we finished, and, you know, I wasn't very happy with Jack Mavay's celebration, uh, why the game was still going on, and you know, um, it's just finishing the games and being professional about what you're doing. And, and I reminded our guys that this is not good enough. Uh, we have to qu- quickly turn the page and move on to obviously Adelaide. But um, a win's a win, and we'll take it. But we have to be better. I saw that. I saw that little back and forth. I thought you might have flat batted it, but you went straight to it. Just talk to us about. Not necessarily. You, you gave us a detail of what you're upset about, but how do, how do you how does that sort of play out between player and coach? And I know. That, that you love Jack and he's one of the most uh, popular players on your squad and he's playing really well. But how do you handle that? Do you go and see him straight away? Do you let him stew on it? How did you handle that that uh, situation with Jack McVeigh? No, I mean, I addressed him in the tunnel on the way uh, back into the locker room and just said, you know, that uh, I expect more from you and uh, I want you to grow in this league and be a professional. And and acting that way at the end of the game is just not not what we're about here with the Jack Jumpers. You can celebrate all you want and after a dunk and all those things, but you know the game's going on. And I told him he said we would look like a bunch of knuckleheads um, if that was a two-point game and we're celebrating and, and following throws in a, a three-quarter court shot and that's when we lose. Um, and so all that stuff is just more of a reminder of who we are, of uh, the culture we've built. And uh, Jacks and all my players are quite respectful uh, when I get on them and. Uh, they're very receptive to just doing the right things, and it's just more of a reminder that we have to be better just in general across the board. 
You have built an amazing culture in a short period of time. We've seen some vision of you showing your, your vulnerability as a coach and, and your emotion um, to do with Tasmania and what you have been able to put together so far. How important is that with to, to build that relationship with your players so you can follow up and sometimes you need to give them a pat on the back or, or yell at them uh, when they're doing the wrong thing? Just talk to us about the, the vulnerability that you have shown as a coach and the culture and how you've been able to build it with your players in a short period of time. Yeah, to me, it's been everything um, that we started this franchise on, and it's been my number one goal to make sure that this culture is here long after I'm gone and it's sustainable, and it's always something that in the bad times you can fall back onto and the values that the players have internally, uh, which I won't discuss, that we, we hold them accountable to, and then our overall coaching staff and um, how we approach the games and our professionalism of what we're doing to make sure that we're representing the state, and the state wants a, a gritty, scrappy team that's out there performing, and uh, our culture is wrapped around those things, and you know we've come quite uh, fond of defend the island, which I think everyone in Tasmania really rallies around, just in general, of swinging above your weight, and and those things are just uh, constantly something that we talk about every single day uh, that I'm here. It's not something that we just do when we need it. It's every day for me. It's every day a reminder of uh, what this franchise means to myself personally, of of them entrusting me to build something, and and me following through and holding them accountable. And like you said, you know, you got to love them and hug them. And at other times, you know, you got to kick them in the rear end and, and get them going also. But um, my vulnerability to them is they know that I'm all in for them. And, you know, I've cried many times in front of them and hugged them and uh, jumped for joy with them and all those kind of things that um, I think most coaches hold away from themselves. And for me, I just got to let them know uh, who I am and, and, and the investment I have in them. So where do you feel this group is at? currently in terms of consistency, uh, last five, win-loss, win-loss, win-loss. Um, where do you feel that? I know you've had a, a couple of injuries and, and some guys getting back on the court now, which is great to see. Uh, where is it at in terms of consistency with this well, group? Uh, incredibly in the last boat. year. So. Yeah, I think you know we've done a remarkable job in, in 18 months uh, from obviously going to the grand finals and people counting us out again in the second year and that uh, we wouldn't be in the position that we're, we're really currently in. And, and um, it's just a credit to our guys. And, you know, we've been very uh, consistent in being inconsistent this year in some areas um, of not being able to finish 40 minutes. And, and we continue to work on those things defensively and, and offensively. And But we're not the only ones. Uh, there's five or six teams in a big clump that are all doing about the same thing. And it's just uh, who's going to be tougher longer uh, when it's all said and done over these next two weeks. And, and hopefully we'll have some luck and, and play the right way and, and, and do the things we need to do to get into the playoffs. We're speaking to Tasmania Jack Jumpers head coach Scott Ross. Scott, um, I'm interested to know, it's known all across the league, you guys play a ferocious full-court defense that, that, that it takes a lot and puts a lot of pressure on the opposition. But physically, you ask a lot of your players as well. Is there a challenge... Uh, for you as a coach, a coach and a coaching group to convince these guys to play that way every night? You speak about not necessarily being able to finish 40 minutes. Is that part of it? Is that players naturally thinking, I'm just not going to press up and, de- and and defend the whole court or just defend from half court? Is there a challenge with the way that you want your guys to play? No, not at all. You know, we, we set the tone from the first day that I've got here and it's, it will remain as long as I'm here that we're going to be up the floor for the entire game. And uh, the challenge really has been some of the injuries we've gone through and then adding guys back in. And, and now we have 
basically 13 healthy guys, um, not all in rhythm of playing, but we have all of them back. And now it's trying to, you know, slowly integrate a few guys back in. But um, the style of play, I think, is conducive to having a 10, 11 guys on the floor playing constantly, knowing that if they're doing the right thing, they're going to get the minutes, uh, as opposed to playing eight or nine guys. You know, we're, we're playing most of our roster um, and making sure that their workload is, is in high intensity on the floor and allows them to actually, you know, know that they're going to have a chance to play every night. So, guys, Jack McVeigh spoken publicly about battling injury for a few weeks now. Sam McDaniel getting yep. some more minutes, which is great to see him back on court. Where are those two guys at in terms of being? Uh, how far off yep. are they from being fully yeah. fit? Yeah. So we, you know, obviously we started the season with injuries, with four guys being hurt coming back from the Boomers, and then you know, Clint Steinle, um, uh Sam, and Jack McVeigh all came back hurt from that situation. Then Magnet started the season late. And now all those guys are back, and, and now uh, we're reintegrating uh, uh, Sam McDaniels and Kenny um, and Matt Kenyon for us. Uh, two of our best wing defenders, who have been out for about seven or eight weeks, are now back healthy again as of uh, two games ago. And so trying to get those guys back up to form and some rhythm, but it's very difficult. We don't have a lot of practice time. Uh, we don't we don't have a lot of recovery time either, and to get them to have the rhythm to play is is quite difficult. So we're trying to get them some spot minutes here and there. Um, and we're going to need them because of their size and their defensive prowess, and we'll just try to do the best we can with getting everybody up and running. And Jack's been battling a, a toe injury for quite a long time, and uh, he seems to be getting a little bit better, um, and we'll just have to manage him the best we can. He looked good on those dunks, Scott. I know he was celebrating a little bit too prematurely, yeah. but he looked okay no, getting mean, up. I, again, I don't, mind, I don't mind him dunking and celebrating and yeah. pumping his chest and doing all those things. It's just yeah. when the ball's on the other end of the floor, Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no need to be doing that in someone else's building, first of all, and two, the game's still going on, and, and let's finish it the right way. Uh, I'm hearing you. Uh, I want to ask you about Rashad Kelly, because from afar, you know, people are probably saying, does this guy fit? Does he give you enough punch? Is there enough scoring there? And all these types of different things that, I guess, stigmas that come with being an import, but he's certainly, you know, grown and grown. He started last night. He's averaging 11 and 7 now, which is Really, really solid numbers for that sort of you know power forward position. So you must have been happy with with what you've seen from him and had faith that his form and, and his role was going to expand. Yeah, I think you know last year everyone was um, telling us that we should get rid of Mikhail McIntosh and that he wasn't you know worth a grain of salt and the whole nine yards with him. And by the end of the season, you know Mikhail was very effective for us, and I think Rashad's a step ahead of all these situations with uh, what we had last year. And he's done a really good job for us. And again, uh, his consistency um, is one thing that we're stressing with him. And, you know, can he, can he duplicate uh, what he did last night, tomorrow night uh, at that level and that intensity? And that's kind of what we're pushing him towards, but he's a tremendous worker. He fits in great with our culture. He's, he's no nonsense. Um, just a wonderful guy to be around. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm quite happy with him. Quick turnaround tomorrow night, 36 is back at home. Do you, do you enjoy the, the quick turnaround between games, and how do you stop the 36s? I think the players enjoy it um, a little bit more than maybe the coaches, but um, it's always nice to be playing you know, two or three times a week, which uh, I'm used to being coming from the NBA. But um, I think in, in general, you know, the league is just so tough, and you know, every game is going to be monumental in some fashion or form, and the Sixers, um, you know, have a lot of um, athletes and, and scrappy guys that are going to get after you, and they pose a lot of problems with this, their overall physicality and length. And uh, we'll have to be very solid with the ball and just 
try to play as well as we can. And again, we haven't played very well at home in general, but a lot of teams are in the same boat and hopefully we can get a win at home. Well, Scott, it's uh, it's a delicate situation. You know that better than we do. Uh, you need to, you know, try and start to bank two or three in a row and just get a little bit of an edge on the competition because, as you said, there is a big clump of players, uh, uh, clubs, excuse me, stuck in the middle, all trying to get into those last couple of spots in the playoffs. And if you do make it, we know that you guys can make a serious run as we saw last year. So uh, congrats on last night. It wasn't the perfect performance, but you banked that win and good luck for tomorrow night against Adelaide. And thanks for joining us on the run home. No worries. I appreciate you guys. Have a great day.